Hello, and welcome back to Behind the Player. My name is Joshua Hearn. And I'm Brian Comper. Welcome back. Episode 2, we made it. We have, in some, some ways. We, um, we had a bit of a delay. We missed last week due to the dropping of one of our sponsors, which is well, it's, it's sportsmanlike. It's actually the other way around. Now, the, the issue is that... Um, Was I misinformed by our producers? A, as you know, last week, the uh, Commonwealth Games started. Mm-hmm. And it was just impossible for us to, to fit in. Uh, you were on assignment. I was out on assignment. And, right. uh, you know, somebody further up the chain made a call that, um, you know, and this was without consulting either of us, which yeah. is, um, was irresponsible, but that's been dealt with. Um, well, I'm just upset that I've been misinformed. Yeah. So basically, they, they decided we weren't going to do the show. Because we were all yeah. we were all on site, um, you know, and it's sort of a, doing this job. There's a there's a real balance that you have to strike between yeah. providing analysis of the news and actually being there to see that news mm-hmm. happen. That's right. And we had to make that decision, and it, it wasn't easy. Now, <clears throat> as a result of us uh, not putting out our episode last week our sponsor commute who you might remember me doing the ad read for last week um mm-hmm. reached out and they were very unhappy and they decided to drop us right as um well that's unfortunate but the game goes on well <clears throat> you know i mean the the correspondence was was a bit harsh to be honest you know the the representative there said uh that we'd taken a week off and that, that nothing could be further from the truth, you know. But right. Both yeah. you and I were were just neck deep in in sports last week. Yeah. And the that's right. The show that we're going to do for you today would not be possible without um, all that field work that we were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So anyway, it's a shame. The information the information isn't going to come by itself. I mean, we're we're out there looking for it and. We're, you know, it's 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 our job to provide the um, the people out there with the most accurate information that they can that they can get from us. Yeah, some people so, write about yeah. history, and some people witness it, and mm-hmm. we're sort of lucky enough to to do both. And absolutely, I I tried to salvage the relationship, but um, you know, I I couldn't really do it. But I I will say as an aside that uh, after our uh, episode, I did, um, I did use Commute. I installed it on my phone. And I have to say, uh, I don't really understand what the service is. So it's kind of a, you know, because the, what was it they called? The ride-sharing, you know, multi-destination, long-form mm-hmm. utility vehicle. Was, it was just a Sydney bus. So that all the, right, okay. all the app was doing was saying... Here, there's there's a bus here, and you know I was telling somebody else I, I don't usually catch the bus, but I I asked the person who was waiting there whether they were using commute, and they looked at it and they said, well, you can get this information for free. I mean, you just look up right. the, the bus schedule; it's it's free. Right. Um, so right. I'm not sure what. Well, that's what, a shame. That's a shame. I'm not sure what sneaky game commute we're trying to play, but 
Um, and you know, we we will miss the um, the funds. That's for sure. I mean, yeah, cupboards are bare around here. I can tell you that. Anyway, anyway, we'll just have to work with Adam, and we will. I mean, I'm I'm personally not going to stop uh, following following sports in general. To um, you know, it's a shame that some people just can't play the game, and you know, we just keep going. You know, we're, both of us will be doing this until they um, put us kicking and screaming into the ground. And oh man, you know, I'm going to keep doing this until the end of sports themselves, and that's never going to happen. And well, exactly beyond the grave. Um, you know, every time something happens that I don't like after I'm dead, I'll be spinning, and they can put a turbine on that sucker and power a whole city. You know, that's that's so, that's my energy. Just for quickly. Sports. Just quickly, did you happen to hear, Josh, that um, there's this new coffin that you can get designed for yourself? It's available in the United States, of course. And um, it's a coffin where they install a flat-screen TV on the top of it so that even when you're dead, you can keep watching the game. How about that? That's that's pretty... But but wait a minute. Do you mean on the ceiling or or on top of the box? Because you can't... So as you're lying on your back... The screen is facing. Right, okay. I thought you meant on top of the box, so it's more for like the people who are burying you can watch, which I think is also not... I'm, I'm sure you can get some kind of gravestone with a screen on it, yeah. which would be fine as well. But um, with this coffin, your family or your whoever you choose to be your next of kin can actually choose the sport that you're to watch when you're underground. So even, you know, let's just say if worst case scenario... I fall asleep and people think I'm dead and they bury me. I can wake up and watch the game. That's true. You know, um, they say that um, running out of oxygen produces a a sensation of lightheadedness. And that's uh, similar to what I experience when I watch a great game. I can just imagine my last dying breath witnessing a home run. Hmm... That that really took me anyway. somewhere. That story. Um, thank you for that. Look, uh, let's get into it. Uh, we had absolutely we had a, a big response. I would say big response to the um, to the first episode. And absolutely, I'd call that a success. Yes, and I, I'd like to say uh, thank you to everyone who got in touch and um, made their opinions known. Some, uh, you know, some. Some some different opinions, that's for sure. And um, I, I just want to highlight a couple. Uh, I did say on the last episode that we'd, we'd uh, dedicate the first portion of our show to some feedback. Mm-hmm. So let's What go. have you got there, Josh? Well, uh, we've got uh, Oliver, who sent via email simply, This is amazing. I'm really enjoying this. Great. That's great. Thank I mean, you that's for all, your input, Oliver. I, I, that's all he said. I don't know this person, but that's um, that's great to know. And we assume that great. that most of the people listening feel the same way. Well, it just so happens, Oliver, that we've got your address down here, and you'll be receiving two free tickets to next Saturday's game. So, congratulations, Oliver. Oh, lucky him. Uh, Lachlan says, uh, "About time to reveal such things. Wake up, people." Now, I'm not sure. And it was all caps, which I'm told um, by young people means that it's shouting. Uh, I don't want to shout, 
right now. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not much of a uh, grammar... Uh, I don't even know what you'd call it. But um, if a capital means you're shouting, does that mean that you should shout the first letter of every sentence? Because say... I, don't, I don't think that's right. I mean, I don't think that... Um, I don't think that a capital should should be attributed to a shout. At least that's my understanding. Well, of the no, language. it's 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 all capitals. I think, um, you know, it's it's huh. not just one. I think, I think. Okay, and this is this is from whom addressing? Uh, well, he just gave his name as Lachlan. Um, Lachlan. All right. Well, we'll be sure to um, addressing the actual co- content of his missive. About time to reveal uh-huh. such things. Wake up, people. Um, I mean, I guess, hmm. I think maybe he's just referring to, um, this, this sort of spot on analysis. I, I, I don't know. Um, anyway, th- hmm. thank you. Thanks a lot right. for reaching out. Well, thank you, Lachlan. We appreciate any input that anybody brings in. We, we, um, we understand that we know more than most about sports in general, but, uh, there are some things when it comes to technology that we're no, no we're not so good at. So, you know, anything to let us know how to improve our show, then we're happy to take it. And the things that occur to us, the things that spring to mind, to us seem, you know, as natural as as breath. But I think, uh, you know, maybe you and I, Brian, take for granted that, uh, you know, the the sort of rarefied level that we're operating on. Um, so perhaps that's what Lachlan is saying, and and thank you for that. Uh, now, uh, Carl says, awesome, going to smash this tonight. Uh, I assume Great. he means just listen to it. Thanks for that. Rebecca says... I certainly hope so, yeah. Uh, Rebecca says, oh my God, with three A's, this is pure gold. Now, I... Um, How old is this, Rebecca? I, I mean, look, I, I don't know. Do you think, should we add a um, sort of a data collection form to the to the contact form perhaps Um, well i just think that look if you're if you're gonna come in here and uh twist words around i mean i'm all up for sports and i think everybody should be allowed to love sports but you should make yourself uh understood Uh right and and adding adding a bunch of letters to uh do you think she's making reference to the holy lord uh Look, I, I couldn't say, judging by the uh, tenor of these um, comments... And this is just after Easter. This is getting my blood boiling. Um, look, I, I understand that, but <clears throat> I'd urge you to, um, you know, uh, settle a bit. Um, ju- hmm. Judging by these comments, they all seem like they skew to a young, younger demographic. So, right. you know, let's... let's um, Let's have an inclusive attitude and let's let's try to pull these people in. Um, on yeah. on what Brian is saying, um, Rebecca, you should try to uh, <clears throat> just try to clean up your your, your spelling and um, you know because it yeah it's a tool that and we have use some to communicate. Respect. Exactly, have some respect. But but thank you, thank you. I, I mean, I, what I take overall from the comment is that you you like the show. Uh, then we have uh, Alon. Uh, let me just interrupt you there for a second. I had a thought, given that it's uh, we've just passed Easter. Do you reckon 
Jesus would have won the Super Bowl. I mean, he was good at everything. Well, um, you know, it, it, it is canon that he walked on water. Now, mm-hmm. he, he's portrayed as having walked over a large body of water. So, oh, this is incredible because he would have been fine in one of the um, uh, in one of the raining games. Exactly. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, look, they they don't specifically say that he can um, use individual raindrops as a sort of stepping stone, but if that were possible, even just with the sweat flying around on the field, for example, absolutely, he could just he would walk on his own sweat. Exactly. Would he even sweat? I'd say so because he, I mean he was given all the characteristics of a of a human man, you know he he mm. bled and you know if you cut me do I not bleed and 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 so on. You um, most certainly did bleed. Yes, he bled a lot. <clears throat> so let's get on to uh, well, to sports now. What's been happening? Well, in the well news hang on, I've Josh. I've still got a few more. Um, I've still got a few more comments to go through, and and they will lead oh, us. Oh yes, of course, of course. Okay, so up next we have uh, Alon, which is a strange... I don't understand Alon. A-L-O-N? Like A space L-A-W-N? Like Alone, but with no E. Uh, He he just says simply the new Roy and HG. And I I don't know how I feel about this because while... Roy and HG are... Well, look, they were wonderful. They're nothing. Well, they were good entertainers. I don't think so. I think they misrepresented facts all the time, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm not into that. Well, their show was. That's not my game. Their show was quite tongue in cheek, um, you know. And, and maybe I misunderstood it because I'm rather serious about my sport. Mm. I don't like to joke mm. around. Well, there. I. I mean, look, I like being compared to them in terms of being, you know, wonderful entertainers, and thank you for that. I. I don't. I don't really agree that our show is like their show, and. Um, I don't agree with that at all. I don't really like what you're implying. Um, so, you know, moving on. <clears throat> uh, uh, okay, so this this last comment is actually going to take us into the first discussion item. This is from mm-hmm. Ivan. He says, uh, Ivan. next week, I'd love to know your thoughts on the controversy surrounding the trial rules for men's wheelchair lacrosse. Now, mm-hmm. uh, I knew this would happen, um, and, yeah. it's, and it's yeah. great that it's happening straight away. You know, we've, we've got some extremely, um, you know, erudite uh, listeners already who are, who are well mm-hmm. into the, the real specifics of, um, of sport. He, he's, of course, referring to the San Diego sharpshooters controversy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, they... As you know, they were the first um, wheelchair lacrosse team in the United States. That's um, right. They've been playing together for, you know, almost 10 years and um, mm-hmm. just going hard, going hard constantly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I guess the, um, the controversy comes from Terry Wong. So Terry's, Terry sort of um, built a reputation for a more aggressive style. As you know, there's these documentaries yeah. like Murderball and so on, which are all about, um, you know, contrary to what you might think, these sort of wheelchair-bound sports are really intense and mm-hmm. and, and very exciting. 
which, you know, they didn't need to tell us that. Um, no, I've been following, um, I've been following the sport for, well, for, for a long time, forever. even, even from, from its roots. Mm. And, uh, me too. And basically, I had, I had a few friends in wheelchairs in high school and they introduced me to the sport. So thank you. Thank you to Annie and Jeffrey and Jeremy for introducing me to that sport. It's a, it's a great sport. But basically, look, the, the issue they've taken with Terry Wong is that mm-hmm. uh, he's, he's started um, basically undoing the uh, bolts on the spokes mm-hmm. of the other player's wheels. Now, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> this... You know, I, I guess people in, in the game, you know, from an audience perspective, have come down on both sides, have said, well, you know, he's just... Uh, because there's nothing in the rules saying that you can't do that until now. That's right. Now they've yeah. changed it, which is what Ivan was uh, asking about. And thank you. Thank you, Ivan, That's for, right. for bringing that up. Yeah, we appreciate We appreciate And to be honest, I was waiting for somebody to bring it up. I mean, I saw it happen. Uh, pardon me, I saw it happen. And... Um, I was just amazed that nobody was speaking up about this. This is uh, well. Do you mean speaking up about the, the incredible the move, or speaking up about the the changing about of the, the controversy? Right, um, because I, I guess the issue is that half you know it's it split the um, the you know the ravenous hordes that follow this uh, wheelchair lacrosse. That's right. That's evenly, right. you know, clean down the middle, where half of them are saying. No, look, we need to go further in that direction and we need to have... Mm-hmm. Because think about it, these, these wheelchairs are, you know, they're, they're precision-built um, instruments of, of sporting prowess and they are tightened to within an inch of their lives. Imagine the pure strength that it takes Terry to just sort of roll up to the... To, um, you know, let's say, who did he do it to? Uh, the Colorado Rolling Mammoths, um, Daniel Hirsch, right? Mm-hmm. Just undo this bolt that's been you know tightened with in, intense amounts of force and just with his bare hands so then daniel goes for the excuse me he goes for the layup and just ends up you know flat on his face um yeah that's right half the fans look at that and say it's disgraceful <clears throat> and half mm-hmm. the fans look at that and say that's marvelous and mm-hmm. um you know, I'm interested to know where you fall on this because we haven't actually spoken about this together in our sort of day-to-day chats. Well, I find it really interesting. I mean, it reminds me of um, of a game that happened about five years ago, and it was the uh, uh, was it the Focals, the Wheeling Focals, the West Virginia Wheeling Focals, and it was the Speeds from uh, Spokane. Oh yeah. And they were playing each other, and um, the same thing happened. I mean, I remember Dustin Leversham getting in the way of uh, Klarna Labinia. And um, he managed to get him over the sidelines, and uh, it was just the wheel that had gone over, and people were saying, well, what's going on here? I mean, how, how, does, how does that uh, not fall out of bounds with the rules, if you understand the expression, or you listeners out there? Uh, and it was resolved in the end by the sacking of Dust- uh, Dustin Leversham, despite the fact that he was the best player they had. Yeah. So yeah, I think this this falls very close to what's going on now. That's right, and and that I mean that was a great outcry, but of course, 
you could you could say that um, that was in the nascent uh, stages of the sports following. Whereas now, that's right. With yeah. the, uh, the the Terry Wong incident, it's it's sort of been catapulted onto a, a national and, and even an international stage. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, what, what would you say? I mean, do do you think they should be allowed to make these um, sort of sneaky adjustments? Or do you agree with the banning of, of such moves? Uh, it's very difficult. I don't, I don't agree with the banning, but I, I, I do think it should be frowned upon. I think it depends on uh, being at the right place at the right time if you're going to pull those maneuvers. I believe, I mean, these have been called the, the Wong move laws. Mm-hmm. That's right, man. And, yeah. um, you know, very controversial uh, but you do bring up an interesting point because it, it makes me think, you know, when you say it should be frowned upon but not banned, it, it brings up the whole, you know, letter versus spirit of the law. I mean, how, mm-hmm. many, how many rules do we have right now? And not even in sport, in everyday life. Do you think we could get rid of and just sort of replace them with, um, we won't like it if you do this? You know? That's right. <clears throat> I mean, not not to be crazy. I'm not talking about murder or anything. But you know, let's say if you don't if you don't pay your alimony or something, um, mm-hmm. you know, or or your family court bills or or something like that. Should that's right. Should should that sort of thing be a, you know, instead of the sheriff ringing you up and saying, you know, you've been a terrible father to your two girls and you're a horrible person and I, I, I really hate dealing with you and all this other stuff that they say all the time to everyone. Um, That's right. Maybe they say, I, I really disapprove of, of what you did. You know, and you, right. and you feel I that wish, I mean, I've been, I've been a terrible father to my two girls and there's sometimes that I wish I got a call from somebody saying that uh, rather than saying that I'm a, uh, a lying sack of, you know what... I prefer somebody to say that um, you know sometimes I make mistakes. Well, just just let anyway. you just to let you sit sit in that shame, you know, and that's um, right, and let me deal with it. Exactly, you know that's that's yeah. that's a personal responsibility, and I think that this is, you know, to bring it back to the sport. This is what's missing is that sense of, you know, let's uh, let's let the players' um, reaction to our reaction to them decide that's right how, how to proceed well how about we um ladies and gentlemen if you have uh, any thoughts on the matter you can get in touch with us at behind the player at uh, 9367 let us know what you think about this or you can uh you can talk to, you can find our our page on uh facebook or speak to us individually on twitter i'm at josh Ahern. I'm not on Twitter. And uh, the spelling of my name is A-H-E-A-R-N. It's a Scottish bastardization of an Irish name. It's very stupid, Brian. That, um, that brings me to another point, speaking of Scotland. Um, I've got here a tribute to the player, if you'll allow me to segue into this, uh, into this moment. Oh, Fantastic. Absolutely. So this week we've got the amazing Henry Paul McTavish III, 
born in April 1821 or 1825. We don't quite know, and there's a reason for this. I'll get back to this. Little do people know, he is the first trophy hunter ever. He started the sport in 1859, but not by choice. He, as a child, honed his skills on his property in West Lancaster. Uh, Lancaster, pardon me. I need a drink of water. He uh, honed his skills in West, West, West Lancaster. West Lancaster is, um, is no laughing matter, and I wouldn't wish that on anyone. No. Uh, pardon me. So he got his skills on his property, uh, hunting slaves, as he would have it. At the time, things were rather different. Um, it is said that his first wife was a hunting trophy, hence a trophy wife. Mm. And due to her beauty, uh, pardon me, due to her beauty, she was a trophy wife. And she was captured via the hunt, hence the term trophy hunter. A bit of uh, etymology for the uh, the listeners today. That's right. It is said that he was uh, extremely uh, reserved about his private life. Um, What we do know, however, is that his father was also a hunter but did not care for trophy. He hunted for the love of the kill. Mm. Uh, Henry Paul McTavish III died in 1860, a year after capturing his wife, freezing in the woods of Retroshire from being stuck in his own trap, hanging from a tree for days. And there you have it, folks, Henry Paul McTavish III. What a, what a colourful uh, life. And, yeah, uh, things were rather different back then. Yeah, um, you know, uh, hunting is hunting's really sort of a, a sport that's... Um, I guess you could say it's fallen by the wayside, but it was always, you know, you had the sort of poorer classes who in medieval times practiced it out of necessity. And then the, that's right. The ruling class who just sort of, um, you know, shot foxes and other, and pieces of clay and inedible things like that as sort of a way of, um, uh, distracting themselves from their sort of that's horrible right, syphilis right. written ridden incestuous lives but um mm-hmm. you know today it's it's not really that um it's not really that prevalent you know you have shooting uh target shooting in the in the olympics but um mm-hmm. what i mean do you think that uh actual game hunting is ready to to have a comeback I think so. Hey, a little known fact, by the way, uh, when it comes to the Olympic shooting and they're shooting uh, clay pigeons, it actually, given the origins of the sport in hunting slaves, the clay pigeons, as they're now called, used to be shaped like humans for a long time. It was until it was deemed inappropriate. Well, that is that is um, quite inappropriate. So, uh, you know, I'm. I'm I'm glad that they've um, they've moved on from that kind of thing. As am I. Uh, but you know, I mean, look at um, <clears throat> there. There are a lot of examples of uh, political figures and their interactions with sport. You know, John Howard. Um, you know, uh, bowling at the cricket. Great example. Um, delivered a mm-hmm. you know a great spin, and um, <clears throat> you know. With hunting, you had uh, Donald Trump Jr., for example, whose popularity mm-hmm. surged, especially online, after some shots of him uh, having just um, murdered a, a, a lion on the safari in Africa. That's right. Um, 
So, you know, when you see these sort of trend-setting members of the ruling class sort of... You you know that the the plebeians are are sure to follow. So, um, Mm -hmm. you know, while while it's not happening right now, I'd say, you know, stay tuned here. I mean, there's... All the potential for it to happen. Yeah, we'll we'll keep you we'll keep you posted on on how sort of big game hunting's coming back into vogue. It, it's not happening now, yeah. but I think you'll see down the track. You know, you'll you'll see that I'm right on this one. We'll see what happens. I did have one question for the audience before we end. There's one thing that I failed to research, um, given that I was out watching the game all weekend. Mm. Um, I was curious as to when trophy hunting went from people to animals so if uh, if anybody out there has any information on the matter please feel free to get in touch either through 93671000 or through the facebook page or of course uh, josh's twitter account which is at josh ahern a-h-e-a-r-n now uh before we move off that topic uh the the sport of manhunting has actually been uh, kept alive through the medium of film. Um, oh, this is interesting. You know, when people talk about sports films, they talk about you know uh, Hoosiers and and Rocky and and Blue Chips and Airborne and Gleaming the Cube and uh, you know Aliens. All these great films that are sort of these films are all about. Uh, you know, conventional sports as we know them. But I, I consider uh, some other movies, sports movies, that you might not think. For example, John Woo's Hard Target, uh, starring John claude Van Damme. Look at it this way. You're going to get to meet Elvis. Give it a rest, pal. John claude Van Damme is the hard target. Miss me. From internationally acclaimed action director John Woo. Hostile to be hunted. You tell me. Hard target. Which is where mm-hmm. um, uh, Lance Henriksen. That's about uh, 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 bow, bow and arrow. Uh, why am I forgetting what this there, is? There called? are there are some hints towards archery in it, but. More, Archery, more, you. more to what to the other um, point that you were making. The the whole plot of the film is sort of a game where these people are hunting one man down. Um, hmm. You know, unfortunately, through, through archery. Well, there's one there's one person doing that, but there's also um, guns, right. which the Americans mm-hmm. love. Um, so you've got you know guns in there as well. You've got target shooting, and mm-hmm. and I consider Hard Target to be a sports movie through and through i mean listen the name on its own hard target you know that's right sports and well that's the reference to archery i mean that's why i'm saying it, this. i've seen the film I've, I've got five copies of it because i keep blending it out and every barbecue i have i'm just giving another copy out so i stock up but mm. it's just a metaphor for sports that movie and uh a, a deep cut um from the same vein is uh surviving the game starring ice tea um Pretty much the right. same movie, you know. He's he's sort of a homeless guy, and uh, he, is that the one where he's dressed as a boy? <laughs> uh, I think you might be thinking of White Chicks, which I think is one of. <laughs> I think that's one of the Wayne's brothers. Um, 
Uh, anyway, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. Surviving the game is, uh, a, a, you know, great fun. And um, it's, a, it's a really great sports film where uh, a, a poor uh, African-American man um, who is homeless is given an opportunity to participate in a game and mm-hmm. a bunch of uh, sort of well-to-do uh, white men uh, hunt him down through a mountainous range. Jack Mason knows he's going to die someday. Ah! Damn, I wish I'd never start smoking. But today, he's not in the mood. Ah! This is where it gets interesting. Never underestimate Come on, Mason! a man who has nothing to lose. Rutger Hauer, Charles Dutton, Gary Busey, F. Murray Abraham, William McNamara, and Ice-T. Surviving the game. You know, and there's some social problems there uh, that are being alluded to. Just alluded. I mean, it's not a didactic film. It doesn't beat you over the head with it. Um, But Mm -hmm. in the situation that I... Uh, just described you can see how maybe some people would have an issue with it but I just see it as a sports film as I said in the last uh, episode this is not a political show and politics don't belong in sports and if you want to make a film about some rich white guys hunting down uh, an African-American fellow that's that's you know um, fair enough uh, so I wanted to talk about the Commonwealth Games. Now, as you know, we're, we're in full swing of the Commonwealth Games. Uh, Brian and I both spent mm-hmm. a good deal of time on the ground there. Uh, I've actually got it playing on a TV right next to me right now. I, I just, just, just one TV. You, you know, you're, you're slipping in your old age, Brian. Don't forget that we're in the future and I've got split screen. Don't um, you worry. Very clever. Very crafty. Uh, I just wanted to um, come at you with the uh, updated leaderboard tally. Uh, number one spot, of course, is Australia. 59 gold medals. Now, this is fantastic. Without a doubt. Now, England is, is second at 26. That's not even half. You know, do you even wonder why the, um, the anti-monarchist movement is so strong? I mean, th- this may be sort of a, a, a parochial sort of, um, you know, nation's club sort of game that that is basically all about self-aggrandizement. But we are definitely the best at it. And that fills me with pride. Sorry, I've just got my, my head. I'm watching the, the diving. Sorry. Uh, I got distracted. What's, Pardon me. What's going on there with the diving? Uh, just a triple somersault, uh, which actually doesn't belong in the sport at all, but somebody was in the lead and decided to jump out of the water like a dolphin and do a triple somersault. It is absolutely amazing. Well, if, if it's amazing, doesn't it belong in the game? I mean, isn't, isn't this all about spectacle? Well, I'm waiting, because right now the, um, the referee blew his whistle, and uh, I'm not too sure which way it's going to... Uh, uh, it's fine. It's passed. Oh, she came first. Oh, fantastic! Another gold, another gold for Australia. Oh, that's that's sixty. Yeah, you know. Well uh, done, I mean, we're, we're a country of athletes, well done. aren't we? Yeah, we're, a nation. We're an unstoppable, a true force. nation of athletes. I would, uh, I'd like to take this proud moment to um, 
to just remind everyone that uh, Commute are no longer our sponsors. Please delete the apps from your phone. Um, the the checks did not come through. That's right. Now, uh, I think it's my turn to do a tribute. Um, and I'd like to focus on uh, a real unsung folk hero, a uh, personal favourite of mine, Cora the Fish Flatley. Mm-hmm. Now, oh, Flatley was the, f- the first Irish woman to win the coveted Shillelagh Shamrock. Uh, she won it in 1979. She won it for three years mm-hmm. running. Uh, is that right? Now, Amazing. for those of you who don't know, the Shillelagh Shamrock is a, um, a prize uh, which is given out by winning the uh, Galway Bay Drinkathon which is where you you have to swim uh, three laps of Galway Bay, which is v- extremely long, and you have to mm-hmm. do it after passing the point where you are medically unfit to operate heavy machinery. So you, ha- you, so you have to drink a lot. Um, so, you know, Cora Flatley's drink of choice was Guinness, of course, as a um, patriotic Irish woman. That's right. Now, <clears throat> there's sort of a uh, sadder end to this story because uh, she disappeared uh, while swimming off the coast of Portugal in 1984, uh, probably in training. That's to, right. Uh, I remember that. Yeah, and it's it's a big shame. And um, she she, you know, they called her uh, the, you know, she drank like a fish and swam like a fish. Um, she could That's drink right. anyone under the table. She. Um, Famously, in Australia, had a drinking session with Bob Hawke. And, um, that's right. The next day, right. he was. When was that? In uh, 79, was it not? That's right. And, and he was heard to yeah. remark to an aide the next day, I never want to see that woman again. Uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, she obviously well, had. Um, didn't, didn't he like out? Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, usually when you talk about swimmers, you've got. Um, you know, the fantastic swimmers, you know, you've got your Michael Klims and all that, and you've got your Harold mm-hmm. Holtz on the other end, you know, historically not so great swimmers. And uh, Well, we don't know that. Maybe he's still swimming. Well, could be, could be. Uh, it would be nice, wouldn't it? Um, he just keeps missing the land. Mm, just just sort of going around in circles. Maybe he's just... Eating fish on the way? Yeah. I mean, maybe he's learned to... Um, to drift in thermals like sharks do, you know, it's possible. I believe. I believe it. I mean, he was a great prime minister. Look, you might say, <clears throat> excuse me, you might say that it's not uh, scientifically possible, but I don't like to have a closed mind about these things. I'm sorry, but Babe Ruth wasn't scientifically possible. That's true. That's true. Neither was Kobe. You know, and absolutely. Uh, look at that's real. I mean, I'm not. I'm not That's here. I mean, I'm I've, not standing here trying, seen to, it. trying to talk the listener into believing a fairy tale. This, this is re- you've seen it on television and um, you know other stuff that you look at things on. So anyway, mm-hmm. uh, I sort of wanted to talk to you about um, just sort of drunk athleticism in general, because mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know it's it's sort of a it's an untapped vein of of entertainment, I think. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm surprised that we don't have more events like this in Australia. As you know, Australia celebrates drinking. Um, drinking yeah. does, uh, alcohol does a lot of good things for Australians. And 
I think so. It's part of our national identity. And, you know, when you go overseas and you say that you're Australian, people say, oh, you're a bunch of drunks. And you go, yeah, thanks. Like, you know, that's, that's exactly what I wanted to hear. Is that, is that meant to be an insult? Uh, I mean, I, I came here from Canada purely because I was a, a very heavy drinker. What, what do you mean an insult? And I felt like I wasn't, I wasn't part of my community in well, Canada. Well, you've, you've, been you've been welcomed with open arms, you know, as, as, as that exact thing. Oh, and, I know. And it's beautiful. I, it's beautiful. But I'm a bit confused. What do you mean as, as an insult? What, uh, no, that's, that's what I mean, yeah. Like, it's not an insult to be told that we're a bunch of drunks. Of course we are. Proud you, of it. Do you think that they were trying to insult me when they said that? No, I mean, I just, you know, they were just saying, you're a bunch of disgusting drunks. And I, oh, maybe they were trying to insult me. I don't know. That's, I, don't I mean, you've, yeah, you've anyway, really, look, look, I'm, I'm just going to be who I am. You know, you've really put a spanner in the works here. But look, to get back to my original point, <clears throat> at least uh -huh. I, I'm proud to come from a, a country where, you know, the acceptable pastime is, um, you know, dealing with your alienation within a capitalist society by um, imbibing a lot of alcohol and sort of taking that rage out on your nearest and dearest. And, uh, you know, that's, that's what Australia is. And that's, that's um, very clearly linked with sports. And I'm, ju right. I'm just surprised that we, we haven't had this sort of level of, um, uh, I guess, we haven't had that being integrated into the competition. Mm-hmm. Well, not outwardly so. I mean, I've I've played sports professionally for a long time, and it's never stopped me from drinking before the game. Mm. Yes, well, you know, it, it never stopped Cora Cora the fish flatly either, uh, until it did. No. But but we'll never know if it did really. I mean, maybe she didn't drink enough. You know, maybe that was the issue. Um, maybe that was it. She, she lost her concentration. She did credit uh, the. The, the presence of alcohol swimming through her veins as the um, primary warming force, which allowed her to, to maintain such speed and energy in the, in the sort of frosty waters of, of uh, Ireland, which yeah. you know, can get quite cold. It's a, it's a possibility, and I think it's something that needs to be investigated. And I guess the takeaway that I would say is that... Um, you know, if if you're sort of sitting there thinking about whether you should drink more, the the answer is probably yes, because yeah, you know, we are in Absolutely. Australia. If you're not in Australia, I know we do have Absolutely. some. I know we do have some international listeners. I I, I looked at the um at the figures, and mm -hmm. I'd say to all of you, um, you know, follow follow the legal code of of your own country. But if you want to feel, if you want to come to a place where you can drink a lot and that's on its own is a big story and it's something that should be celebrated and you go into work on Monday and talk about how smashed you were and it's really funny and everyone thinks that's really great. Well, this is, mm -hmm. this is the country you should come to and I think that's fantastic. That's right. Well, if you don't mind, Josh, I'd like to take a moment to, to speak to the audience and um, I think that if you want to take a moment to remember the finest drunkest Irish swimmer that's been have yourself a Guinness drink yourself a Jameson mm, that's a it's a wonderful idea let's um let's do that now mm. 
Oh, that's good. Mm. Oh, that's good. Uh, get get rid of those shakes. All right, that uh, brings us close to the end of the show. Uh, we'd uh, we'd like to thank once again the audience for tuning in. We, uh, I mean, we could do it without you because the sports would still exist, but uh, we do appreciate you being here for us. Yeah, and and I think the 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 sort of comments that we received were encouraging for for the most part, anyway. Um, so keep it up. Uh, thanks, especially to Ivan for um, for that suggestion and, for bringing up for bringing it up when uh, nobody else was willing to speak about it. So that's I, right. I, I appreciate that's your right. You know, Ivan. sometimes you just got to be that lone voice in the darkness, um, willing to to raise your voice and and damn the consequences. That's right. That's he's. I believe he's this week's Wayne Gretzky. That's right, and. Um, yeah, we give you the uh, the weekly Wayne Gretzky Seal of Courage Award. And so check your mailbox for that one, Ivan. We'll be sending that uh, just after the show. Fantastic. Well, uh, thank you, Brian. And um, hopefully... It's uh, been a pleasure, Josh, you know, as usual. I'll have to get in touch with the producers and, and talk it over. But um, I think we've managed to work out a way where we can bring you a show next week so uh stay tuned for that and um uh that's that's all from us thank you have a lovely week boys see you later all right uh <laughs> get out of that out uh that's um <laughs> yeah I'll edit all this shit out <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, look that's <clears throat> uh, look that's it's a good question <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck it. <laughs> I don't know why this didn't happen last week. That's <laughs> <laughs> fine. We can just. Uh, do you think Jesus would have won the Super Bowl? <laughs> 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 is the Super Bowl at Easter, is it? I don't know. <laughs> let me let me uh let me just ask that question. Uh, yeah, it's a good one. Uh, all about they're all about sort of all different the achievements you can uh you know <laughs> Achieve. He <laughs> fucks me up with aliens, man. Fuck. <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, he's, uh... <laughs> uh, okay. Okay, so... 
Uh, <laughs> that's it.